Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 31 That's of right. A Little More Free. Ah! Woo! I'm Larkin. We're here together. I'm Katie. We're here together in my little office, office. slash boudoir. Boudoir. Relaxation <laughs> room. Yeah. On the day bed. Yes. And we're we're bringing this to you as episode 31 rather than the promised last episode the last episode the come to jesus meeting <laughs> because we realized no one needs to hear much. all that <laughs> <laughs> although i have a few jewels from there that i might want to insert and i want to share about the fox oh yeah so there are things we're going to you know, we were, we, it was an exercise in transparency that we realized went a little too far, but we do want to share mm-hmm. in a transparent, you know, the spirit of transparency. Yes. A lot of that, mm-hmm. but summarized. I would just like to say that we are recording this on my best and oldest friend's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. I happy birthday. <laughs> and this morning there was a skim of frost on the ground. It's true. Oh my gosh. I, I know. know I had to winter, actually scrape it off of my windshield. Winter has come. <laughs> winter has come. The Democrats lost the Virginia midterm elections. We did almost every single race. Oh God. Almost every single race. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I hadn't got around to looking at that this morning yet. Yeah. But the Braves won the world series. So that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't here in the 94, 95 series. Your dad and I, like we became Braves fans. Oh, I was here. Avid. I was here for that. You were? Yeah. I remember that. Oh my God. That was so freaking awesome. I fell in love with baseball then. <laughs> Awesome. Um, anyway, so part of what has been going on is we have been kind of taking a break so that we can rethink, taking a pause, taking a pause, reevaluate. Yes. Our podcast. Yes. And I will just say in all transparency that I went through a period of thinking that maybe Larkin wasn't into it anymore. And that was why she wasn't making it out. (laughs) And so, and I was not happy about that. This is part of what we discussed last time, (laughs) but I was willing to let it go. And I was just, cause I'm like that. I'm like, just chop it off. Okay. (laughs) Move on. Done. (laughs) Let's not like keep this dangling along. But apparently that was not at all. No, I've just been very busy with things. And, and you sort of came to at least, at least, and this is part of our reflection on like, what is this podcast? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that you do find valuable about it? Right. And, you know, that's going into our conversation around reworking it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. We both kind of showed up at the beginning of this, not really knowing where it was going or why or any of that. And yeah, we still, you know, don't really know the answers, any definitive answers no, to those no questions, definitive, but we're but working on we it. We do in some sense. And I think for me, it's been great to kind of be forced to think about it more intentionally and not have it be something that it's just kind of fallen off because, or it's like the video diary. (laughs) What were the, wasn't that some, what was that website? There was some like website where people just like wrote blogs about their innermost feelings and thoughts. I don't know that I ever saw that, but it seems like people would do it. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Why um, we have this exhibitionist streak definitely in our culture. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. These days, especially. See me. Watch me. Look no. at me. <laughs> anyway. Um so yeah, I think that but you were saying yeah. it's been a great, it's been a great 
and interesting experience since we began in February. It's been over six months, Mm -hmm. 30 episodes in the books, and it was just time. And I think my life becoming very full very quickly since the end of August has just like rearranged a lot of things as far as my time and energy is concerned. And I think it was a fast, like change. And I wasn't able to move through my life in the way that I, that is important to me and the way that I've developed over the last decade of whatever you want to call it. Um, well, like developing coaching tool, you know, self-care yeah. practices. Since my first and, yoga teacher training yeah. when I kind of entered into this, that, that world mm-hmm. of intentional living and living by like your spiritual practices and values. And instead you just got dumped into, into what did you call it? I a flash it, flood, the flash flood. Yeah. yeah. Which I think was accurate. Yeah. All of a sudden. Holy yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think for me, I'm laughing because I was just like, before we started recording, I was like, and I want this podcast to be less navel gazing, <laughs> navel gazing again, but it has a point that for me, like being kind of wrenched away from the things that do make me feel more free and more connected to myself and more on like the path that I value has in a way been good because, you know, you were there being like, hello, hello, what's going on? And like, I just didn't have the capacity. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, oh, I don't want to live like that. Mm-hmm. Like to not even have the capacity to consider something, you know, multiple things that I've put in a lot of time and energy and, and resource and effort into. Then all of a sudden the flash flood comes and like they're way over there. Yeah. And I'm just trying to like stay above the water and like find some driftwood to grab onto. Right. You know? Right. Um and I, I mean, think- and I mean, just for our listeners, like some of those things include like being in nature and like, like what else, what, what are some of your things that have kind of fallen away? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like being outside all the time, Mm -hmm. connecting with nature during my journaling practice, Mm -hmm. um, my involvement in my, you know, community with my business coach and, you know, that Mm -hmm. whole, the community of support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and did you have a meditation practice or anything like that ish mm. yoga ish? Yeah. I mean, not as yoga. regular, yeah. but you know, having this be a kind of a forced pause and reflection mm-hmm. has been helpful in that I think it, it got, it's to the point now where we need to do that. You know, uh-huh. we've been, it's been going on for this long. We kind of show up and talk. It's, it's great. Sometimes, sometimes it's not so great, but it is a little bit just like, where are we going? How did we get here? Where are we going? We're edging out of the beginner phase. Yeah. Which like, I realized, you know, sort of listening back to some old episodes that we did do a lot of navel navel gazing and that, you know, I remember when I started painting and also when I started writing that every painting was a self-portrait and everything I wrote was, you know, autobiographical, thinly veiled autobiography, and that it's a known thing. It's a known thing when you're, you know, when you're for artists, that all of your first work is all about yourself, which is great if you understand that and you can give yourself space to like work, uh, work that out you know, and get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, you know, the foundation for your, your work, but, yeah. but you kind of have to get it out of your system. <laughs> so I actually, just to like put a, you know, a little note for future discussion is I had the thought about taking all of our, you know, 
once we do our reboot, taking all of those old episodes and just archiving, archiving them. Yeah. And making them like, just go away. <laughs> Burn it down. Burn it down. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. So anyway. And this is like our kind of our bridge episode. Yeah. Of like, we we're might still have not a few fully formed. Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. But we are rethinking and, and we want to share that process, you know, not to the extent we have last recording, the last episode, but was we crying. want to share that. Pro- there, yes. There, there was. was, there was inappropriate stories. <laughs> to overshare, too much oversharing. Um, so I think coming out of this, like, what is the point? Why are we doing this? And like my, in everything that I do or you know, my hope is to help other people. And that is, that's actually, I'm totally on board with that. And, you know, this being called a little more free, it's like helping what can others we do to feel help other a little people? more free yeah. and ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it's for me, like, it's been too much of like the processing stuff that I'm in right now personal therapy and you know moving forward like when we recorded last week's body compass Mm -hmm. that was phenomenal like I want to do more of that I want to share more of those tools and reflect on the times in my life that are now like over the past decade of being on this spiritual journey and and all the challenges Mm -hmm and how I dealt with them and met them. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm in another like little challenge spot in my life right now. Yeah. But like, I don't need to share all about that. You know, maybe when I'm more on the other side of it, but right. Well, I mean, I think it's like valuable to sort of like, at least bracket, you know, and say, you know, this is what's going on. I'm not going to like present a false shiny face, like that everything's going great. And I've got it all figured out. And here are all my tools and you should be like me, you know, yeah. <laughs> like we're not doing that. No. We're, you know, and, but at the same time, we don't need to drag, you know, everyone through the nitty gritties of our personal process. Um, right. But, you know, I think, uh, I think it's valuable to sort of just mm-hmm. own that. Like, you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you forget all the amazing tools that you have. They just fly out the window (laughs) when you need them the most so so I had actually suggested that each of us share like our favorite tool that we have forgotten Mm -hmm. during this rather tumultuous like you know September October fall yeah because I have gone through it too yeah for different reasons just to say like put it out there (laughs) I feel like a lot of folks have been struggling have been feeling very overwhelmed mm-hmm. pulled in a lot of different directions mm-hmm. um questioning you know questioning questioning things. yeah feeling freaked out or um anxious or whatever and so I think you know in sharing that that has been my reality too mm-hmm. I don't see that as so much navel gazing as just like Hey, I'm in it too with you, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, I don't, uh, <laughs> like, I can't, not that I can't help, but like, yeah, this is just the way life seems to be right now for me. And I think for a lot of others, and if not you, then great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you, then like, we see you, if you, if you, and, and if you find yourself like going through that at some point in the future, you know, you can just go, oh Yeah. I'm not the only person who's ever gone through this. Yeah. You know, I, this is a human experience. (laughs) So, um, so is that what you were going to share the, your favorite? So this is the favorite tool that we have lost touch with completely forgot like, oh yeah, I could freaking do that. And it would help a lot. I mean, I have one that I, yeah. Yeah. So mine is the practice of having a spiritual discipline, which is something that my coach 
advocates for all of her clients to do. And that is something, it can be anything. Mm. It doesn't have to be the same thing, Okay, but you do it every day for five to 10 minutes. Oh gosh. I know. Can you at least give it five or 10 minutes? I didn't do it this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And she suggests planning to do it in the morning because if you do forget the morning, then you still have the night to do it. But, and so I don't know what I'm going to do. I have a list of them over there. I'm going to get my list. Okay. My favorite one. I mean, I think that that's something that, and it, and it is shocking how you think, oh, five or 10 minutes, come on. Anyone can do that. Yeah. And yet, boom, this morning, I mean, I have my sort of like little practice that I'm trying to do and it's 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's a long time, (laughs) (laughs) but it could only be 10. I can shorten it. And, and I didn't do it this morning. Oh. You gotta do it when you get home. But like this happens. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. But as long as I do it by the time I get home, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So the world won't come to an end. So my, you know, I already had a pretty robust journaling practice. And like since August, I've journaled maybe five times, which is odd for me because I used to journal every day. But I also used to just be like here at the house every day, all day. (laughs) In lockdown, not because she lives in her parents' basement. She doesn't. I don't. I couldn't live in that basement. (laughs) Chock full of crap. (laughs) Um, But so journaling is one thing you could do anyway. So it's five or 10 minutes a day, every day of like anything Mm -hmm. that you want to do people who are really busy, who don't have a moment to themselves, like their spiritual discipline is pouring a cup of tea and sitting at the kitchen table with their tea in silence for five minutes. They don't have to meditate. They don't have to try to do anything. It's you do nothing and you sit with your cup of tea, but you do that instead of also checking your email and checking social media and talking and yelling at your kid to pack the lunch while you're drinking your tea. Um, I like that. So my favorite spiritual discipline that I have done is coloring. Oh, that's so cool. Like with an adult coloring book. Yeah. So I have this Mandela coloring book and my little colored pencils. Mm -hmm. And so I put the timer on for five minutes and I just color for five minutes. And like, gosh, that's like a win-win. It is. And it's just surprising how much space that creates really in my brain and in my heart and like I you know so share more they say that they say that coloring gets you into the same state as meditation like brainwave state really yeah dude sign me up okay okay (laughs) and so it almost like creates you know it, t- it turns down the volume of the ch- brain chatter mm-hmm. in my mind. And then it allows like other insights or thoughts to bubble up. And you can say, you know, you can say that information from your guides or your information from your like inner knowing, but. So you're saying this happens while you're coloring just yeah. to like be open to whatever is bubbling up yeah. from your subconscious. Right. Okay. Um, and you know, I feel like most folks, there's this like ongoing, like mental chatter at the top, you know, mm-hmm. in your brain, the worry mind. Yeah. Oh, I busy do this today. Builder. Oh, and this person yeah. was rude to me or like, whatever. There's like the chat, the ongoing chatter that like a lot of people don't even notice because it is just ongoing chatter. Um, and finding ways to turn the volume down on that. Like, you're not going to stop it. It's never going to go away. There will be moments where you don't hear it or whatever, but I think finding ways to turn the volume down, um, even if it's just for five minutes a day is something that and it is like building a muscle like mm-hmm. over time mm-hmm. 
it'll get easier to turn the volume down mm. the more you practice doing it. Yeah. Um, so my other spiritual discipline options, because when I first started doing this, like it was a challenge and I have other folks in, you know, her community that's like, I just don't do it. I can't do it every day. What? Like, even though it's five minutes, mm-hmm. it feels like a big thing, right? It can. So my option, I wrote down these options Okay. for doing it. And then, cause I'm also like a rebel. Like, have you heard of Gretchen Rubin? Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. Like she has this quiz that you can take and you're either like one of these four types of people and I'm a rebel, which means like, if someone tells me to do this every day, I'm going to be like, no, <laughs> be like, yeah. don't tell me my business. Yeah. 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 Um, Scorpio rising. Yes. Scorpio rising. <laughs> She's been coming on up. Um, so coloring, dancing it out, like putting a song on and dancing it out. Meditation, picking a card and journaling about it sit in the grass and breathe with or without coffee (laughs) (laughs) um automatic writing which do you know about automatic writing I mean I know there's different ideas about that yeah so that Mm -hmm. is asking a question asking your guides a question and then just writing like freehand writing and like the the theory is like they are communicating through your writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people who are not into guides, I'll just offer that it can also just be a way to pop the cork on your subconscious. Yeah. And you just sort of allow all of that rich, you know, intelligence to sort of bubble up out mm-hmm. through your pen. Yeah. Yep. Um, visualization with the soul of my business. Sit outside. I already had that. Or doodle time. Doodle time. Like doodle. Set the timer. I in class all the time. I'm just doing a regular spiritual practice in school. Yeah. (laughs) So those are the options. And I actually was very dedicated at one point. I put all these on different pieces of paper and have them in a little jar. And every day I would like pick one and do whatever oh, I picked. And that was fun. a way to like temper my rebel. Yeah. Because, right. and it wasn't even up to me, yeah. you know? Right. Like, okay. so I didn't have to decide or be like, but do I want to do this or that? Oh, and the last one I'll say is ask for a sign and go for a walk, but that takes more than five minutes. So, okay. Ask for a sign is awesome. I love ask for a sign. But sometimes I don't get a sign for like a month. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, because I guess different people have different like needs. Like I'm kind of a um, a creature of habit. I really like to have my like regular things. And if it's too flexible, I just will stop doing it. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, you could do this. You could do that. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do it at all. <laughs> Cause I, cause then I reason my way out of it Yeah, do something else, you know? Yeah. So knowing yourself mm-hmm. and designing a practice that works for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good. So that was more than one tool, yeah. but it's the idea, the idea of, of, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does help with the regularity if you have like a time mm. and even a place and a method know, a you, your frame yeah right yeah is consistent right mm-hmm. well so are you gonna pick that up try that out in I the am. midst of the maelstrom see how that helps out. and let us know like well because this is the thing i remember times when you know all the typical strategies that people would give like oh you know exercise you know exercise harder you know like <laughs> you know, do this, do that, you know, meditate all of the stuff. Like it didn't fucking help or it didn't stick. It didn't help at all. Like I've been at like now a walk is great for me yeah. and meditation is great, but there have been times in my life oh, yeah. when it was so severe, the anxiety or whatever, yeah. that like the, all of those things, they actually made me feel worse. Mm. Like, so that can, you know, that can happen too. So, but anyway, yeah, but yeah. 
I'm going to, I'm going to pick up my spiritual discipline and report back and report back. Awesome. Well, my practice that I realized that I had, I had, I had sort of semi-consciously stopped doing, Mm. um, but then I, and then I fully forgot that I knew how to do it for months on end and then ended up like in sort of hell. I was like, but of course I was also like thinking I had a good reason for being in hell because of the astrology. Anyway, I, I, for, I stopped doing it because we were tracking the astrology oh, for the planner. Yeah. And which I had never done. And on that sort of like, you know, like I'd never tracked like the world transits, like the daily horoscope, mm-hmm. like day to day, week to week, month to month. You know, I'd always only done natal astrology or astrocartography or whatever. Mm-hmm. Transits, definitely transits, for, but only the like the slow moving outer planets. So I, you know, moved into tracking mode where you're like, you're, you know, you've got your ear to the ground, right? And you're following like yeah. what's going on. And by the time we ended up with Mars and in the underworld with Mercury, like in the middle of October, like I was in fucking hell. And I was like, well, this is how that feels. This sucks. This is not where I want to be. And I'm like, how do I get out of it? And, and, um, ultimately I, I feel like I've gotten, you know, there have been good things to come out of it, which they assure you about underworld processes is that like, something's good is going to come out of it, Mm. but you may want to die while you're in the middle of it. But I realized (sighs) that I don't, especially when we let the planner go. Mm -hmm. So I actually don't think that that announcement has made it on air. Right. Cause it didn't, it was in the other one and and we didn't mention it last week. We're not doing the planner anymore. I can't until something changes, I can't put in the hours at the computer that it requires. And that's just a fact. I still have clients, you know, and Mm -hmm. I still do a little bit of work on the computer. And I just like, I only have like an hour a day in me or something, two hours at the most. And so it was a wonderful experience. Um, the past planners are still up there. If you go to starshine, uh, a little more free.com slash starshine you'll have a little uh comment and links to the past planners which has all the stuff about there was um sort of overview information yeah about venus and mars under one of the planets and da, yeah. Da, da, and yeah there's so much great information there's a lot in there yeah but um anyway i realized that I had, because I had been doing that, I completely abandoned this other practice that has kept me sane for quite a long time now. Being sane is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, and it's got to do with unhooking from being dependent on events Mm -hmm. and circumstances to like feed me what I need for my mood. Mm -hmm. So like all of my, like my good mood is conditional on the fact that I got enough sleep last night and then I have my coffee and that things are going well in my life and I have a roof over my head. I mean, all these are very good things and it's not to say that none of that matters, Yeah. but when everything depends on that, like when you go through a rough patch, it's hell. Yeah. And this is a, like a, you know, this is a way that a lot of people operate. And like, I've been hearing like all these stories about celebrities with anxiety. It's like, here, here you are, you're famous, you're rich, you've got work, you're everyone, you know, is like paparazzi, like they want to see you and you've got like anxiety. Don't give me anxiety. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, but these are people who want that. (laughs) They they chose that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know, like, well, why is that? And anyway, so that's, my point is tell us your point my point (laughs) let's get to it god this is one of the things i am going into recovery point okay okay (laughs) thank you thank you um 
Okay, so before I get to my point, (laughs) I have to finish making the point that I was trying to make. And that is just that obviously you can have it all. You can have a great life. You can have a successful career. You can be in a great relationship, a loving marriage, whatever. All the things that you think are going to make you happy, you can have all that um, and still wind up you know, suicidally depressed, anxious, um, you know, you riding the roller coaster of your life and have a great time for a long time. And then all of a sudden hit a rough patch and like have no bounce, nowhere to go. You know, if all of your dependence and reliance has been on your circumstances and what's going on, the conditions in your life. And so What I'm going to share right here is a way to fill in the gaps and stay sane no matter what's going on. I figured out that I can tune into another frequency in the present Mm -hmm. that isn't all those things. And it is the, the timeless, there is a timeless love and joy and peace that is present in every moment. Mm. And if I just remember to do that and a, you know, an easy way to get in touch with it is to think of something that you deeply love, you know, that you always love and just like, you know, like remember that feeling. Yeah. Once you have that feeling, like that feeling doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. And if you, as long as you stop believing that it, it is tied to a circumstance, an event, a condition. And, and once you've unhooked that, um, you can tap into it anytime. And then you can be, find a way to be okay, no matter what's happening. Yeah. And then weirdly, you sort of start to put off like better energy and things do get better, like in the outside world or the world of conditions and circumstances Hmm. Mm -hmm. and anyway like I stand at my kitchen sink and I look out at the sunlight and usually that helps me to remember yeah you know it's like I find it in the sunlight Hmm. and it's just a moment but I have to remember and I have to stop believing that my happiness depends on my life being whatever way your life circumstance Yeah. And you can forget it for months on end. Oh, years. Years. It's possible. Yep. Totally. So I'm feeling better Mm -hmm. because I started remembering to do that. But I mean, it's like it's a daily thing. Yeah. Or it's a hour by hour. Where's the sunlight? Where's the sunlight? <laughs> I need to stare into it. <laughs> okay, I'm better. <laughs> what if I can't see the sunlight? Yeah, I mean, you know, like re- literally, just yeah, it's everywhere. And I think like that is just in a way, it's a good reminder to just be present you know that's another one that in all my like these busy times I've been having it's Mm -hmm. like if I can remember every now and then to pause and take a breath and feel my feet Mm -hmm. and just be present yeah like how you do that I think makes a difference you know because like there have been times when I've been in like going through hell and being present just made me more aware of the fact that I was going through hell. Okay. (laughs) But that's me, you know? So, you know, and that, I think that that's the thing about like, cause this is a conversation that is being had over and over again. The thing about like breaking out of your mental ruts. More commonly referred to as mental rewiring or rewiring the brain or neural repatterning. It's like if you become very present in your same old mental ruts, it's going to just keep you in your like depression or anxiety or whatever, or your stress or overwhelm. 
but if you can like be present in a novel way, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, supposedly that psilocybin and, you know, psychedelics, you know, like help you to do mm-hmm. to like break out of your ruts, then, yeah. you know, and I think microdosing is probably more, um, suitable for that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can, you know, be present in a really different way <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, um, find some space in that, mm-hmm. you know, freedom from the ruminations. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and I think just, you know, and I'm saying this for myself too, but coming back to that kindness and like self-compassion and self-kindness, it really can't, you can't have too much of that yeah you know yeah right like I'm doing my best yeah yeah oh so many thoughts um (laughs) so we are I guess you know like we're we're in this this uh sort of like the pause moment on the podcast, Mm -hmm. figuring out, you know, what we want to do with it. I really like your thing about that, whatever we're doing, that it's like contributing something to the greater, say, say how you said it to the greater good. Yeah. (laughs) To help others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so trite and that's why I was stumbling over it, but it really is like, (laughs) I really, I think that, you know, like even like idealists like us, we can kind of lose sight of that. Um, and that that's, that feels really good. And to, to like, as an example, your whole, that like, we did a couple episodes where we talked about forest bathing and mm. like, you know, forest Reiki yeah. and like being in nature, the power of nature. And that has become, it has ballooned up and has become this whole thing. And I mean, I'm sure it's also because it is part of like a wave, a cultural wave. Yeah. You know, it's happening. People are realizing they need to get back to the woods, back to nature, you know, rewilding, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of restore your connection with nature as a way to like heal the, you know, all the, the ills, you know, the depression and the anxiety and the sense of the lack of perspective and I've, I keep hearing it from other people. And then I passed it along Mm. and then it became an idea that like sustained Floyd and these other groups, they're running with it and they're creating experiences to help facilitate that. Yeah. And I think that's cool. Right. So that's like a concrete example. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I'm happy to do more of that and Mm -hmm. just, yeah. So I guess that's one thing. And then we're going to keep working on like, you know, what is the intent and what is the structure and, and what's the frequency. Mm-hmm. So the body compass, when we recorded the body compass last week, we were supposedly going to then actually like have Use a meeting. The body compass. Yes. Yes. And just have do that offline. And then we didn't. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't know if you've actually looked at things like how often and stuff like that. I'm feeling very up in the air about that. So I'm yeah. feeling very up in the air about a lot of things. We're in the air. We're on the air. We're in the bardo. My the card I picked for this year at the beginning of the year and my year ahead spread was the bardo, which is the liminal space. Oh God. So that's my year. That's my year. It's almost two more months. (laughs) Well, in a way, I feel like that that's the collective year. Yeah. You're right. Doesn't it feel like that? Yeah. I mean, so not to like, you know, to bring us down again, but like, you know, (laughs) with, with this election, I think that what we're seeing is that pendulum swinging the pendulum never really swang back. We thought it did, but I don't think it did. Yeah. 
I think it's still alive and well. It's just that like, so I apparently, I heard that like a lot of like the QAnon community and stuff, they're still alive and well. They just got deplatformed. There was this mat, like mm. mass deplatforming that happened. So it hasn't been like loud. The signal has been pretty quiet, but it's alive and well out there yeah. as the elections have shown us like yeah. all these districts where you know cons- yeah I don't want to offend people too much <laughs> but it's <laughs> uh, so and you know Trump's probably going to run again <laughs> so unless something happens all right yeah uh so we as a people are in the liminal space we're in the bardo Mm. yeah what's good to know about the bardo i think it's good to like do what you can to be as frank as you can Mm. you know like i actually have been like leaning on um aa kind of stuff Mm -hmm. a lot recently yeah somehow the underworld experience for me like put me back on that and you know like the fearless moral inventory Mm. and then you know like amends making amends and stuff Mm -hmm. like those themes have been up in my mind a lot interesting um and in a way it sort of flipped it from so okay so this will be a little part of the lost episode that I'm going to bring into this episode (laughs) Although it didn't probably make it in there as much as it was in my own head. I didn't Mm. maybe say it out loud. I felt like really thrown back on kind of like a lot of like, maybe like dark spaces in my self-talk and my like self, like how I think about myself and how I talk about myself to myself and all that. And yeah. And then there's a lot of defenses, like, you know, denial, like, no, that's not really what it is, da, da, da. And as soon as I kind of, well, what happened? Okay, so <laughs> then to tour towards the, pro, what is it, project of redoing the podcast, I went back and I listened to some of the older episodes and I just heard a lot of things about how I am in a conversation that made me feel like really crappy about myself and just sort of like, at some point I had to get out of this sort of like little shame spiral. Cause I just feel like I have a tendency to be kind of a know-it-all. And when I know something that I like, I'm doing it right now, like to be just sort of a hog the mic. <laughs> doing it right now that's hilarious and yeah so like I was sort of mortified and like going oh my god and you know of course I was like well that's why Larkin doesn't want to be on the podcast and then but then I also once I got to a point of kind of through the sort of self-pity it started to get fun to kind of go okay Mm. fearless moral inventory all right let's get like rigorous with myself like yeah what's the shit that needs to go yeah you know yeah and maybe even like 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 talk openly about it and like Mm. enlist support like Mm. please call me out when I'm doing that (laughs) yeah and then it stops being this shameful, like horrible, like thing that I have to defend against. I'm really alone in, you know, that is like, that is like 101 (laughs) self compassion Mm. (laughs) of like embracing all of the parts. Mm. Cause it's like when you're exiling this part Mm -hmm. or you're ashamed of it or whatever. Yeah. It's only going to fester. Yeah and grow and be like tap 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 you know yeah it's this monster and it tells you all kinds of weird shit yeah 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 and and it's I mean that is just reminding me of like the past you know time and 
all this time and thought and reflection I've done on like what what is the work I want to do hmm. with other people and it is that it's it's cultivating that relationship with yourself that incorporates the shadow mm-hmm. that incorporates the parts that you don't like mm-hmm. or that you're ashamed of or that you wish would just go away right and like I'm bumping up against those in myself right now yeah so that's just a good reminder yeah of like you know when people talk about shadow shadow work yeah like that's a big chunk of it yeah yeah and I think that that's something that happens in AA Mm -hmm. and so really actually I think one of the juicy things about that community that like I think the reason why people really get into AA is because like once you get over the hurdles, the shame hurdles yeah. and the like, you know, and the like very real like damage that you've done to other people and whatever, that like, it, it's kind of fun mm. maybe to like start to like get a handle on your shadow. Yeah. Make friends with it. Yeah. Be like, oh, I'm doing it again, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I was just listening. There's a one of the podcasts, the new podcast that I'm listening to. Um, Dax Shepard, uh, armchair expert. He's, he's a recovering alcoholic and drug addict, like, you know, mm-hmm. very open about it. And there's a, f- you get a feeling, you know, he's been in recovery for like 15 years or something. Mm-hmm. There's just a way that he sort of talks about his, his foibles that is very, yeah, I don't know, accessible for sure. Yeah. But also you get a sense of that there's an enjoyment of like having kind of like, all right, you know, this is not bigger than me. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can work with this. I can handle it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Create a relationship and a dialogue with it. That like, honestly, this is making me think about the parts work that yeah. we like, I know started diving into like a year ago Yeah, and it kind of no fell by deal. the wayside, but I was thinking of it last night because mm-hmm. I had like an instant in my personal world where that I was like, Larkin, why are you falling back into this old pattern? Uh-huh. You know, like stop. Like, what is the deal? Like, we need to stop. Yeah. But it, you know, in a way, and it I I did actually take some time to write in my journal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how can I break this cycle? And it made me think of the book title, <laughs> Break the Cycle. Break and the I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as regards to like my sort of like self-reflection as, as you know, and how it serves the podcast, I think that I realized maybe when I had Stefan on, you know, I, he had a topic that he really wanted to talk about, which, oh, that was another thing I wanted to say. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that someone listening to episode 30, which was the one where Stefan and I were alone. Mm-hmm. So you joined us for the first one yeah. he and I, where he talked about sex mm-hmm. and that was really fun. And, um, and we spent a lot of time talking about being kids and sort of putting in some background, I think. Yeah. But if someone listened to the second one without listening to the first one, they Mm. would probably be like, why is this brother and sister so comfortable talking about (laughs) like really graphic sexual stuff? Like, did they grow up in one of those weird, open hippie houses? And I mean, in some ways we did, but in other ways we did not. Like, yeah, no sex was happening in our house. Like, yeah, we didn't have that growing up. <laughs> our parents didn't have sex. I mean, we, you know, it was like that. It was like not talked about. We never once, well, never mind. <laughs> tangent, tangent. Anyway, when I had him on there, I realized that I had done a lot more, you know, like um, interviewing him in a way, mm. sort of, you know, sort of guiding the conversation. And I liked that. Yeah. I think you're good at that. I like that better than just trying to like say, oh, I know about this Mm -hmm. or this is my experience. Yeah. You know, and so, and I think that, you know, and toward, you know, what you were saying about like finding a way to have the podcast serve, you know, the greater good. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, I think that that's a way that I can turn my mouth 
my big over talky mouth. Oh, stop. <laughs> in a more, more you, I mean, like helpful direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> We talk, people talk on podcasts, so they, don't be too hard on yourself for talking do. on a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I suppose there's a little bit of like the whole like woman thing, you know, but anyway, what's that? Random second thought. Well, you know, like I have, I have, I feel self-conscious about having a big voice. Mm. but some of that is because I am a woman okay and women are not supposed to have big voices and when my voice woke up in my late 30s it was a struggle Mm. like you know yeah to kind of find a way to have a big voice and not feel like I was always being inappropriate (laughs) yeah um I'm, I'm riding that a little bit yeah yeah good Maybe it's a developmental thing. Once you hit 40, right? <clears throat> a lot of stuff changes. Shit hits the fan. No. <laughs> I, I the think it was after being, I don't want to say silenced, but being struck yeah. down so aggressively in my last relationship. Oh, that it was just like okay well now I need to say what is I need to say and if that elicits a negative reaction then right I'm walking away right I'm not sticking around for that right and I'm not talking about relationship I'm talking about in general yeah like I'm tired of hiding for fear of backlash or gaslighting or manipulation or you know any of that another tangent but anyway which um, kind of and you know and then there's always the point at which it goes over a certain line and figuring out where that line is is an interesting developmental arc Mm -hmm. you know which yeah which happened with our lab the lost episode episode. (laughs) I will say that yesterday we were out at the farm getting firewood and we found a baby mouse in the log splitter. It was in a little nest in the log splitter. And like, that's why the log splitter wouldn't turn on. And then like they opened the top and there was all this like nest. And so they took it out and threw it down and there a baby mouse went like flying out of it. And I was like, baby mouse, baby mouse, <laughs> wait, is that an example of like, wait, cause I was trying to figure out how this relates to the, to the thing about like speaking, saying things you shouldn't say. Did you feel like you shouldn't have said anything about that? No, it doesn't relate. I was just changing oh. the subject. <laughs> No, I loved that baby mouse pick. And so Insta, what so. happened, yeah, was we took him home in his nest and fed him some cream and a dropper. No, you didn't. We did. <laughs> and I wanted to bring him home. And that was strongly discouraged. <laughs> and so then I was like, fine, we'll just leave him out in the cold, dark night near where the log splitter was and maybe his mother will come back and collect him or he'll get eaten by wild dogs but another person where we were decided to keep him and care for him throughout the night they kidnapped oh no it was just good yeah yeah he kept he like by the end when I was like okay I guess I'll just put him outside then yeah but then like the other person that was where we were was like by the end of the night he was like cuddling and feeding him. Oh my stuff. gosh. So, Did he adopt a mouse? I think so. Oh my gosh. For as long as the mouse will survive. I mean, that little thing didn't even have his eyes open. He did have some fur. Okay. So he estimated he was around a week old. And then day 11 is when they open their eyes. So we'll so have to he'll see. He'll be right there for the bonding moment. I know. 
oh my gosh but we were like joking about because you have to like feed it like every two hours and keep it on a heating pad and like so we were all joking comes back and she's like where's my child well that's one reason I didn't want to take him so far away is like but I don't know yeah but anyway we were joking about that I would have to like keep him with me and like take him to work and like (laughs) have him in my pocket oh my gosh do you remember that movie um the abyss and that do you remember that movie the abyss no you never saw that oh my god Larkin you have to see it I don't know really amazing okay there's this character who has a pet a white I guess he's a rat but he's they they do deep um deep diving kind of I think I did see that a long time ago it's from the 80s right or the 90s yeah 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 Yeah. which yesterday when I was filling out my mail-in ballot that I didn't mail in I dropped off I almost wrote 19 something for the year. Oh, good. And I was like, <laughs> that was 20 years ago. Stop it. <laughs> the lost um, <sighs> two decades. Yeah. Aw. Well, but you did vote. I voted. I did. It didn't do any good. <laughs> so the baby mouse, mm. and this is leading me to my other item from the last episode that I wanted to share about the fox. Oh, that's right. We saw a fox under the full moon at the beach and you saw a fox around the same time. Oh my gosh. All right. So you have to tell your fox story, the full, at least the semi-full version. Well, we were going to dinner. It's a swamp fox the marsh not a swamp but yes we saw a fox like darting across the road like near the marsh darting back and forth and of course I got really excited and my mom got pictures of it actually Hmm. and so we go to dinner we come back we're out on the beach and the fox it's the full moon we're on the beach and the fox comes up and approaches us. Wow. I know. Wow. So cool. It's crazy. It didn't have rabies. I hope not. I don't think it did. But I, of course, in Larkin fashion, I'm like, the fox. And I'm like calling it to me. Yes. (laughs) Of course. And then he's like, he's like having visions of me, like in the ER after getting like bitten by a fox. By the rabid fox. So he's like, he's like, get, get away, fox, get away, fox. And then I'm like, why are you yelling at the fox? So mean. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was an interesting night. So, but the thing about it was, was that you not only did you have that encounter, but you had seen it another place first, right? Yeah. You saw it. Across the road. It went and then it across the road and then back across, across the road twice in front of us. Yes. And then it came out to the beach. And then came out to the beach. You were being stalked by a fox. That's a fact. Yeah. Yep. So some people could say, well, maybe he was trained to eat snacks that people threw out right right? and so he thought you might feed him Mm -hmm. or the native american wisdom is is that fox medicine has something to say to you yeah right yeah and my piece of that story was that weirdly like i think on the same day because like and that it was i was the full moon i calculating that to me also is our sighting was in the day interesting our sighting was in the day Mm mm-hmm but I think, cause when I tracked it back, I think it was like either on the same day or the day before or day after or something. Yeah. We saw a Fox. Michael comes in and he goes, there's a Fox. He shuts, he shuts the door. He's like, it's up on the Hill. So I went and I looked and the Fox was like at the edge of the tree line and he was being so foxy and he was just like, shh, shh. and you, and I caught, I saw the brush tail like mm. go by and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we never see foxes. It's crazy. We never, that's the first time I've ever seen a fox in that house. I mean, I've never seen a fox 
<clears throat> so the I've seen a fox's tail going like off the walking path, but yeah, definitely never seen a fox at the beach. Yeah, and I don't think I've seen a fox in the wild yeah. in general. So, oh, I know what that. So this is how we end our episode. I feel like foxy fox. So because we were sort of like, hmm, maybe this like is a comment about us sort of staying hidden and out of sight. Yeah. And then we had a problem with the last episode actually seeming to be literally lost, like yeah. it didn't download correctly. And now and then we decided finally not to air it. So kind of like Fox is saying stay hidden for a little bit, yeah. at least with that part. So here we are. We, are. we are in our transition. We know we want whatever we do to help people and to serve the greater good. For me, mm-hmm. I'm really feeling keenly aware that we have got to change the ways that we live and love and work. Maybe not love. Yes, love. Yes. We need to love with wild abandon. No, anyway. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, you know, a lot of things need to change. And that was one of the things we had talked about too last time. Yeah. um, All right. So if anyone has any recommendations. What? I don't know. Theme, topic, segment. Lava. Section. I had all these ideas like, yeah, we should have a section where we don't do product endorsements by our sponsors, but we do, we highlight products that we feel like are, you know, that like we really like they're sustainable or whatever it is that we're into. So now let me just, we're not quite done. (laughs) What we're doing now is we're going through the change cycle, this is another coaching tool mm. concept, whatever okay. you want to call it. Yeah. So the change cycle is some event happens, or in our case, it's like, oh, wow, we need to have a come to Jesus talk about what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's likened to the metamorphosis of like the caterpillar to the butterfly. Mm. And so phase one of the change cycle, I feel like we're more in phase two now, but we went through phase one kind of like is when like something changes and you don't want it to have changed and you're like, what's happening? And it's kind of like, we were kind of trucking along and then it was like, what's happening? Yeah. So you go into the cocoon. Okay. The caterpillar weaves the cocoon oh, yeah. around himself. Yeah. And what you're, what you do in the cocoon phase one of the change cycle, there's two things to do. There's grieving and mm-hmm. disbelieving. So you need to grieve the things that have changed or that are gone or that are no longer what you thought they were going to be. Yes. And you need to disbelieve any of the thoughts that are causing you pain and suffering that Mm. are probably not true. Mm. Like the podcast was a failure. Mm. That's not true. Mm. Or like, whatever, you know, Larkin hates me. Not true. (laughs) I'm a a shitty podcast partner. (laughs) (laughs) But really, you know, like me feeling like I dropped the ball on literally like everything in my life. Like that is a little true, but it doesn't mean that I'm a horrible person. Right. Or that no. you hate me. No. Right. Um, so grieving and sure that you didn't do it because you didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> grieving and disbelieving. And what the caterpillar actually does is it dissolves. Okay. It, this is real life. You can fact check it. The caterpillar dissolves into goo. Yeah. We're in the goo phase. Yeah, we're in the goo phase. Okay. Yay. We're right where we need to be. Yes. We're in the goo phase. That's good. That's the title of our episode. Yeah. (laughs) And 
you know, you got to be in the goo phase. You got to cocoon. It's cold now. It's time to cocoon and be goo for like however long. Yeah. And then once we've grieved and disbelieved enough, we will start to move into phase two, which is the dreaming and scheming phase. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dreaming and scheming. I so know maybe I've, we're I've been trying, trying to, push to dream into, and scheme. People hate and I'm stage not ready. one. People hate stage one. They <laughs> want to skip over stage one. It is very uncomfortable. It is. To not know, to be goo. To be goo. It is very uncomfortable. It is. Being goo. People it do is. not like it. I know. I've been like here making my list of what can we do. Okay. Yeah. But you're saying, all right. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'm going to be with it. Okay. All right. That helps. Yeah. I mean, I think I can get with that. Life coaching for the win. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, folks, we will see you next week. And I don't know what else. We're goo. Be goo. goo. If you're goo, you just just be goo. Be the goo.